Well, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. It's around that time right here on KAZ Radio where I have the spotlight on an author, a man of God, a man that has done some remarkable things that I can't wait for him to share with you. But right now, I'd love to introduce to our audience none other than author, pastor, man of God, Tim White. How you doing, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing really good, and I, and I thank you so very much for wanting to be a part of the KZ Radio family, and, and we're looking forward to hearing more and more about your, your books and some of the things you've done with your life. But here's how I start the show. I mean, this is what's most important. How did Jesus Christ come into your life? Well, it's a good thing you have an hour, huh? Because, uh, you know, I came to know Christ when I was a teenager, and that was due in large part because of my brother. My brother was in the military, in the Navy, and uh, he probably wouldn't like hearing it, but it was true. He was a womanizer. He He was a typical sailor. Everything sailors did, he did. He swore like a sailor as well. And he had an experience one time when we were younger he called my mother and told her he had accepted the Lord Jesus Christ on the way back to the ship. Mm. And me knowing my brother, I'm thinking, no way. <laughs> it can't be genuine. It's not going to be real. It's going to be insincere. Little did I know his conversion was genuine. He was sincere. And because of that, he came when he started coming home. I could see the transformation in his life. His mannerism. He was not swearing like he, a, a sailor anymore. He wasn't doing any things. He wasn't, run, wasn't running around with women anymore. But his life was focused. And I still didn't want to believe it or accept it. So he decided, he told my mother he wanted to start a Bible study with us. And it was on Friday nights. We want to have a Bible study. Ten Steps to Christian Maturity, Bill, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, I forgot Bill's last name right now. But he started teaching that. And when he started teaching that, I'm listening, still thinking it's not genuine, but I'm listening. And every week we got memory verses. So as we got the memory verses, I decided since we're going to do these memory verses, I don't show how phony this stuff really is. So I'm starting to memorize the verses. So instead of memorizing one every week, I memorize all of them. So when he came back and he was saying, what's the memory verse? I started quoting all these scriptures to him and he smiled like, okay, okay. Little did I know that was God getting me prepared. I thought I was just there to show my brother. This is not real and it's not genuine, but because of that and seeing his life transform little by little, the word of God started reaching into me. And I knew that I had received a call from God, but I wasn't ready to serve him. Wow. And that's the biggest difference. Most people hear the call, but not ready to serve. And it took me a few years before I decided to serve. And when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, invited him into my heart, I could feel the transformation taking place because then I began to have a, a real hunger for this book, the Word of God. Okay, Nothing stop me from getting into the word of God and allowing the word of God into me. So my conversion came in part due to my brother coming home and me seeing a transformed life. And then I understood it could be done, but I wasn't thinking it would be done through me. Now, now you said that there was a, a time span, maybe two years or so before you really let Jesus Christ come into your life. Well, he was in my life, mm-hmm. but I wasn't ready to serve him. And that was the biggest difference. Uh, What did happen that you said, I'm going to serve Christ? I began to look at it and begin to really 
focused on serving the Lord when I looked at my sister dying. When I understood when the Lord took her away and she was in the family, she was in the house, but she was the only girl in the house. So our focus wasn't really on her. It was about us doing what boys do. So she became basically invisible in the home. And because she was invisible, we didn't really appreciate her like she should have been appreciated. One day, my mother went in to wake her up to go to school. She wasn't roused, and, and she just said she wanted to sleep. Sleep, And no, that was unlike my sister. So my mother called the EMS. They took her to the hospital. She was in the hospital for a few days, and she kept telling my mother, I want to go home, I want to go home, I want to go home. And my mother was saying, no, you can't go home yet. You can't go home yet. She said, no, I want to go home. Mom, I want to go home. So my mother finally relented a few days into it, and she said, okay, I'll talk to the doctor and see if, you can go home. She went to the door. My, my sister died. So she wasn't talking about going home to the house. She was right. talking about going home to, to the, be with the Lord. Be with the Lord. And that hit me like a ton of bricks sure. because I understood something at that point. I did not genuinely love my sister as I could have. You know, we, we think in terms of our siblings, ah, you know, whatever. But when the Lord removed her, then it became apparent to me that I didn't love the Lord like I said I loved him. He had to take something or someone away for me to see him. And that took me also to the book of Isaiah, sixth chapter. When King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And it wasn't until the Lord moved the king that Isaiah was able to see the Lord clearly. I was able to see the Lord ministering properly because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And that was love people as he wanted me to love them. And it started from home. So that was a triggering mechanism for me to start getting it together and allowing the Lord to lead me down the path he wanted me to go. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that, uh, that story with us, uh, letting us know how Christ came into your life and, and how it transformed your love life mm-hmm. in the sense of others. And that's very important. Now, I, there's so much history uh, with you. I mean, we've talked several times, you know, off the air. Yes. So I'm not going to get into all your history. I'm sure that's going to be all a part of your podcast as we continue to go forward. But I would like to know what moved you to begin to write books? What moved me to begin to write books? I started uh, when I started getting more involved and more invested in the ministry or with Christ, when I say ministry, that meant my personal ministry, my personal life. When I began to do that, the Lord started bringing me people to share with. And as he was bringing me people to share with, I started making notes, writing notes, and found out that people were starting to gravitate towards those notes, wanting to know more about the notes. So early on in the ministry, I started writing, but I didn't write thinking that I would ultimately turn out to be a writer or an author. I was just writing purely to help those in need. And I would write little thoughts of encouragement. So that's where it initially started. It's just merely thoughts and words of encouragement on pieces of paper, handed to people and seeing their response. So you were writing on Scratch paper? I yes. Mean, okay. Whatever I had. Sometimes I would be sitting and I'm watching people. Okay. And as I'm watching, I sometimes see the hurt in some of their eyes okay. and some of the things they were going through. So I'd just take time and write something down. Hopefully that would be an encouragement to them. And I would give it to them. I didn't know it until later on and sometime years later that that was a major encouragement in their lives. And 
that got you to start writing books? It didn't get me to start writing books. It had me start okay. writing little pamphlets and little no- notes. Uh, and with that, the pamphlets started growing. Okay. I would okay. go from one page, then it was two pages, then three pages, because people were saying they had specific hurts, and I wanted to help them with that. Okay. And they found confidence in the little notes. So I started writing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But now, mind you, that was when I was a teenager. It was still years later before I really moved into the writing writing. realm. But that was where the Lord was beginning to develop the writing. So so, so were you expressing like... um a, a way of healing emotionally for these people. I mean, did you pick up on it, or or did they say, "Hey, Tim, you know, I'm I'm sad, or I'm not feeling the best because this has happened in my life," or was it just something you were able to to pick up on? It, it came to the Lord showing me things about them. It wasn't that I was picking up on it, but He was showing me through situations and circumstances in their lives that they were going through things, and it's hard to explain it how the Holy Spirit was ministering through me to them because as I looked at them, I could see the hurt in their eyes. I could see the way they carried themselves, that something was wrong. And in as much as I didn't know exactly what was wrong, I still had a desire to minister to them. And in my head, I was thinking, how can I help them? Now, how can I help them? Now in your writings, um, are there any, any books that deal with emotions and, and feelings and things of that nature? Yes. There are a number of books that deal with emotions, uh, what, how to address the emotions. I have several books, and we'll talk about that at length when we're in the podcast. But there are many of them from In the Ring with Heels On because as an adult, going back, and we're fast-forwarding a little bit at this point, but I saw the hurt in so many people's lives as a minister. When I entered into the ministry, I was looking at individuals hurt and seeing their hurts, and I began to share with them as a counselor. Now, when I say share with them as a counselor, the Lord brought people to me. And as I sat and listened to them, I heard the hurt and it became important for me to figure out ways to help them overcome that hurt that they were experiencing. And the best way to do that was to write as a counselor. I would write to people and I would reach one person. I said, well, I need to reach more. And I said, Lord, I need to be able to reach more people. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So he ultimately moved me down in the path of writing because he understood I can't be everywhere and I can't see everyone. But if I write it down, I can present it in a way that they can receive it. Got it. Got it. Now, you have had um, um, experience in pastoring. Yes. Um, how long did you pastor? I didn't pastor for about a, a little over a year, but the Lord was mighty in that pastorate, if okay. you will. Okay. Well, were, were, were you like just substituting for someone else or stepping in or talk to me about it? I, I didn't only step in, but I was asked to how that uh, came about is I was working with a gentleman named John Semroth and John Semroth lived in Medina, Ohio. One of, uh, he was one of the wealthiest people down in there. But he and I were working together, and we would always talk about the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And he was a man who loved the Lord, but we always talked about the Word of God. And he simply kept saying to me, Brother, I want you to come down to my church sometime and, and teach. Could you come down to the church and teach someday? Some John, anytime you're ready. You invite me, I'll be there. Okay. And we kept doing this back and forth. Then one weekend, he came and he said, Brother, can you come down Sunday? Okay. Can you come down to the church Sunday and 
teach Bible study. I'll, I'll be there, John. So we went down and we talked. And then I saw him the next day. He said, brother, I want you to know something. Can you come back next week again? Mm. He said, because the people really enjoy the, the teaching. I said, sure. Now, when the first time I went there, it was about 11, 12, maybe 14 people in the class. The next week I went, it was more like 35, 40 people in the class. And he said, brother, can you just come one more time? They really enjoyed it. Next time we went there, there was no room. They had to use a sanctuary because the, the place was packed. I said, we need to have you use a sanctuary. Wow. And for whatever reason, at that same time, their pastor left. Mm. They didn't have a pastor. Did so you, you think it had something to do with you? I don't know what it was, but I, I think it was divine intervention. Okay. And I'll, I'll say this, and I know Otis can probably share something with you because he was there when all these things transpired. But when, we, when the pastor left, the question be, uh, came to me by John and many of the members. They said, you are licensed and you are a dang minister, right? I said, yes. He said, so this is what we need for you to do. Would you mind stepping in and being the pastor? Okay. Then, of course, I had hesitation. Right, right. So I told them, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll be your interim pastor. You find a pastor in the meantime. So I stepped into the Got pastorate it. at that point. Got it. Got it. Yep, yep. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I think you may have intimidated that other pastor. And, <laughs> and uh, he probably only had 11 people coming to Bible study. And then you had the whole church come to Bible study. So maybe that was it. But hey, let's talk about something else. There's so much to talk about, but let's talk about your publishing company. And because and, you, you mentioned Otis and you got, got your president here and your marketing person here. So we definitely want to get them into the interview. Um, Tim White publishing or Timothy. Is it Timothy or Tim? Tim White. It was Tim White publishing. Tim White publishing. Um, Tell us how that came about and introduce us to your, your team. Well, how it came about is me learning to write, learning how to write. And I was out there soloing everything, doing everything on my own, trying to get it all done. But the Lord let me know, like he did Moses, you know, trying to do everything on your own doesn't work too well. Right. So you need to get a team of people together. And we, Looked at that and said, Lord, all right, we will do what we can to get a team together. Okay. But as, as the podcast will develop, we'll talk more about that. You can't just have anyone come on board. You have to allow, number one, we should always allow the Lord to do the choosing. Right. And when he does the choosing, we need to step aside and let him do what he's able to do. Right. So as we came up with the concept with the Tim White Publishing, uh, found, uh, Tim White Publishing, there was some work that needed to be done. Needed a president. Okay. So we, and we needed a president with some of the books. And we'll talk, as I said, we'll talk about that later. But we have, I've written over 98 books. Okay. So we needed an outlet and we're developing an outlet. So I didn't want to be president because okay. I'm going to be doing a lot of writing. Right. So we needed to have somebody who can be the president of the company. Got it. And therefore there was this. Mr. Otis Walker Jr., okay. who uh, we've spent some time together, some years together, knowing one another. And the Lord laid on my heart to ask him to become the president of the company. Wow. So with that, I will let sure. him well, share. Well, Mr. President, how, how are you today, and, and, and how's things going over at Tim White Publishing? Thank you, Larry. I'm oh. fine, and I am thankful and grateful and, um, uh, um, and blessed. Uh, things at Tim White Publishing Company are pretty much going, uh, I would say, great because apparently the Lord has uh, been putting the right people 
um, I guess, in our path, and they have been doing uh, excellent and wonderful things uh, to uh, help us along the way, including yourself. Oh, well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. And you have another gentleman here uh, as well. You want to? Yes. Uh, the, the other gentleman is Mr. Art Finley, and he's our sales and marketing manager. And uh, when he came on board, or before he came on board, I'm sure he'll share with you. And if he doesn't, eventually I'm going to share with you okay. how he was, uh, he was questioning whether or not he wanted to even be a part of what we're doing. But God has his way sure. of working with people and working through people. So Mr. Art Finley is our sales and marketing director. I'll let him tell you what his story. Well, you know, you got to have a good marketer. You got to have someone to get the get the word out. And I know that microphone, you may want to bring that microphone. He's going to look this way. Yeah, there you go. So tell us about, uh, you know, the relationship between you and and Tim and, and how you decided to go ahead and take that job on. Okay. Um, relationship is that Otis Walker knew that I had did a book previously seven, eight years ago. Uh, and so he knew I had some background about that. And he quietly tried to bring us together and I told Otis, I said, I'm not interested in doing a book anymore. I want you to just meet him, Art, and sit down with him and chit-chat. And we got to chit-chatting. And I had heard about this guy, Tim, but with no name, last name. And individuals had told me about this. Well, wow, this guy's something special and stuff. And I actually thought Mr. Tim White was a Caucasian gentleman. And stuff, and find out that the gentleman is African American. <laughs> we went to the same high school at different times, okay. so there was a connect there. And I said, "Okay, we're going to see how this is going to work." Right. So, bits and pieces started to come together right there. And with my background with a couple of Fortune 500 companies, we were able to build from uh, a little seed until we keep growing and growing. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, we're here with you with your program right now. It's a blessing. You know, it is, it's truly a blessing to uh, have, have, have a relationship with all three of you gentlemen. Um, I just want the audience to know that I have been fully vetted uh, by these gentlemen, (laughs) which, (laughs) which, which is a, which is a good thing. You know, I mean, when you've been vetted, you know, you know that you're on the right track and uh, I, I appreciate it. So now, Getting back to the podcast that 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 you'll be premiering here soon in a week or so, what is the title? Well, let's start off with the title. What is the title of the podcast? The title of the podcast is Unlocking the Power of You. And the reason that title is because we want people to know when they come to listen to us and to watch us, we want them to know we are about empowerment. Okay. And the only way for them to recognize that power somewhere, it has to be unlocked. Right. And I understand something. There's a power in all of us, but many of us don't know how to, to trigger it or to bring it out the proper way. What we will endeavor to do is put people in touch with who they are and the power that resonates within each one of us. Unlocking the power the power in, of you. Of you. The power of you. The power of yes. you. Because we what? know the power is in you. Okay. But we want people. See, the power of you is representative of outside seeing it. The power in you, we know it's in you. Sure. But how do we get it out of you? Sure. We have to help you unlock it. 
And how do we help you unlock it? We have to introduce you to you. Interesting. And and what's the the, the formula if if there is one for introducing someone to themselves? Well, there's a formula that I use in in life, and we will be using that throughout this podcast. You'll hear it, and that formula is I plus A equals T. Hmm. Now, most people say, well, "What do you mean? I plus A equals T?" That's information plus application equals transformation. There's a process. And all of us are in a process and we have to learn what that process is. And as we learn the process, process, we develop better understanding of who we are and how we should relate to other people. You know, you know, something just popped into my head and I'm I'm just going to go with it. I, I hear stories of, um, you know, people getting saved, Mm -hmm. receiving Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But the true stories that I, can relate to, and I know you can relate to this is it wasn't that somebody brought you to Jesus. It was that you discovered Jesus in you. You discovered Christ in you. I mean, that's the real, that's the, that's the real call. That's the real uh, conversion. That's the real salvation is when, you know, mom and daddy can take us to church all day long and they can drag us to church. You know, I think there's a song out there. Mama drug me. (laughs) You know, the church, you know, daddy drugged me to church. But um, the real conversion happened when you discover, you know, when you try to figure out that empty hole that's in you. Well, you know what? In light of what you're saying, it goes back to, and again, we'll talk about it at length during the podcast. There are many people who have a good working head knowledge Mm. of God, a head knowledge of the word of God. And Jesus even himself said that in Matthew 15, this people draw nigh unto me with their lips and with their mouths, they honor me, but their hearts are far from me. In other words, he's saying your actions uh, are not proven who you really are. Your words are saying one thing. And there are people who can quote Genesis to Revelation, head knowledge. But as far as literally living that, and faith is what we're living, it's it's that testimony of life. Yes. When people see that, then they can believe what we're saying is being bona fide. As you mentioned moments ago, we vetted you. Yes, we, we need to examine. Sure. And the Bible says examine everyone to see if they are the faith. We need to look things over carefully. And if we look it over carefully, it means more than just saying, hey, identify me, identify me with Jesus Christ. I need to do more than that. I need to be able to see the light. Amen. If Amen. I don't see the light, something's wrong. Or many of us have the light on. But as I, I've said it in many sermons, you know the difference between a 40-watt and a 60-watt and a 100-watt bulb. How do you know the difference? Turn it on. Sure, the brightness. The brightness is going to tell you everything you need to know. So you, if you tell me 100-watt and you shining like a 40-watt, I know something's wrong somewhere. Right. So in, in accord with what you're saying, it means more than somebody saying, I know Jesus Christ, I know Jesus Christ. What is your life telling me? Wow. That's what I want to see. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, folks, you know, this is uh, just a, a, a tidbit, a taste, you know, uh, a test, a taste test of what's to come. Um, I would love for you to really get to know um, Timothy White and his team, but really get to know Timothy White because he's going to be able to share some awesome stories, some great anecdotes, and a lot of information, but the information will apply to you. It's going to be 
unlocking the power of you. And a lot of us got that power. Mm-hmm. We just ain't unlocked it yet. Amen. You know, and it reminds me of a scripture. I give you the keys to the, to, to, to what did he say? I give you the keys of, of, of heaven and of earth. Is that how that scripture give goes? You the keys to the kingdom, the kingdom of Here, God. That's let me, right. Let Here me you show go. you some, since you have me on there, I'm sure you do, but mm-hmm. you see these, and we saying unlocking the power of you, this yes. lock. Okay. It's a master. Right. Until we learn to master ourselves, hmm. here's the key. You need the key to do what? Open what? To unlock what's in you. That's right. And once we unlock it, notice, I have total control over this. Everyone has that same ability, but we have to first recognize the key. The key to whatever we want to become is in us. Sometimes we just need somebody to come along to help us recognize it. And once they help us to recognize it, that's where the power. And we have to learn to master ourselves, not master. I'm not trying to master my president of my company. I'm not trying to master my uh, uh, sales director. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to master what you do. The Lord wants me to master me. Me. And that's what this this podcast is going to be about, how to master you. But, but you can't master you if you don't know how messed up you are. That's right. That's right. So unlocking the power means first you have to recognize the power and recognize where that power is. Okay. And if, if I may, an sure. illustration, because I like using illustrations all the time, I always ask people, I say, how do you boil water? They say, you get the pot and you put it on the stove. I say, well, before you put it on the stove, what did you do? Well, I had to put water in the pot. Okay, before you put the water in the pot, what did you do? You had to get a pot. Before you got the pot, what did you do? You have to determine what you're going to put in the pot. Then you have to determine how much water you're going to put in the pot. Then when you determine all those things, then you take it to the stove and you put it on the stove. Then you turn the fire on, high, medium, or low. Right. Then when you put it on high, medium, low, it's got to take a little time to warm, to simmer, to boil. So what there is is a process. We don't talk about the process. We only like to talk about the end result. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. It is a process. It's like either you leave the house with a destination or you leave the house without a destination. And then where are you going? How are you going to get there? Where are you going? You have to know where you want to be, where you want to arrive. And then there's the process. Absolutely. There's the process. You got to get in the car. You got to start it up. You got to head towards your destination. And there may be a few detours. All right. Along the way. (laughs) For those who don't know what Brother Larry's talking about, is one of the books. And that's Seven Signs of Success. And we talk about that at length. We're talking about the, the seven signs and how... And how it is important for you to know the seven signs. See, there's a lot that we'll talk about, but this is one of them. And I appreciate you bringing that up because it's important for everybody to know the process. And part of this is available to us all. We just have to learn to put it together. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, hold on. Let me fix that right quick. But but no, 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 we're okay. But here's the thing. Are people receptive to the process. Are they receptive to the process? You know what? Now, the, the, the interesting thing about that, you're saying, are they receptive to the process? It depends on how you present the process. See, most people are used to fighting against things that they don't understand. If we present it the proper way, it's like food. You present it properly, they're going to eat. You don't try to force feed people. 
And information is the same way. We shouldn't try to force feed information to people or put in their diet the things that they're not ready to receive yet. Part of our responsibility is get to know the people that we're feeding, get to know the people who are around us. And once we know what they're looking for, then we are better equipped to present to them the things that they need. Awesome. Well, we got two minutes. We got two minutes. Um, Tell the audience again, the, podcast and what days of the week uh they're going to be broadcast well the podcast is unlocking the power of you and what we're looking at doing is every week on wednesday two o'clock to three o'clock oh awesome awesome and that's going to be right here on kaz radio television network you can watch it on our website www.kazradio.tv or www.kazradiotv.com you can also listen on spotify as well as apple podcast and you can watch it on youtube as well as twitter and roku tv and apple tv you guys know the drill so um i want to thank uh, um, uh mr white and i want to thank his team for coming through and just sharing with us. And can you now, now here's a question. I, I just never thought about this and, and just answer this. You got one minute. Can people come to you and get their books published? That's what we're working on. We're, we're developing that so that individuals who are aspiring writers can come to us and we can help them get their books published. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I always close out like this. I love you. Jesus loves you. And there's nothing you can do about it. We'll see you all next week right here on unlocking the power power of of you. you.